Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. This is your host, Annie F. Downs, and I am smiling ear to ear about this episode today. I think you are going to have so well, so much fun. Just, just call it call it like it is. You're going to have so much fun. Of course, our background music is our sweet friend, Ellie Holcomb, and it's from her new album, Red Sea Road. Summer is in full swing now, friends. I just spent the weekend at the lake with my pals. We are gearing up for the That Sounds Fun weekend in July. By the way, if you need to know more about that, AnnieFDowns.com and look for the banner that says That Sounds Fun weekend. And we have got some tickets left. So if you want to join us at the end of July. But that is what we are working on over at Downs Books Incorporated. We are excited about this summer. And I am excited to introduce you to the guest for today's episode. His name is Chris McClarney, and he wanted me to tell you from the outset, he's a man. He said the gay people at Chick-fil-A think he's a woman sometimes because of his voice, but I'm telling you, he's a man. I sat across from him. He's a dude. So Chris McClarney is a worship leader, a worship pastor here in Nashville at Church of the City, and just an all-around good dude. I like think the world of him. His album, Everything and Nothing Less, has been important to me really for the last maybe 10, 12 months. And I have just loved it. And so I was thrilled that he agreed to be on the podcast today. And we are both Enneagram 7s. And you are going to hear it and you are going to know it. That this is like, I'm not kidding y'all. I've never met someone that I was like, this feels like separated at birth kind of stuff. And that is how I feel about Chris McCarney. So I'm so excited for you to hear this interview. And you tell me after you hear it, tell me if you believe me, if it is true that it feels like this guy and I uh, were separated at birth. So enjoy this conversation between two sevens, two sevens who are really Enneagram sevens, me and Chris McCarney. Okay, so are you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, the podcast is called That Sounds Fun. Oh, I love that. Because we literally have one goal. To have fun. To have fun. I love that. And then we talk about things, but the main goal is to have fun. Okay. Um, I need to lead with the fact that you have like a major dad car. Oh, gosh. Somebody (laughs) just told you. (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, Ah! Chris, it's like such a dad car. Yeah, it's it's a Volvo. What I'm happened? Where did you, what did you leave from? What was the what was the last cool car you owned? The last cool car I owned was like a '89 convertible BMW, which did you really? I loved and my kids loved. Yeah, and it cost next to nothing. I think I bought it from some Craigslist guy for fifteen hundred bucks. Right, and loved life, and then it broke. Oh, yeah. Uh, I couldn't fix it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. The people at the shop are like, you're kidding, right? Yeah. This is and older than exactly. all of us that work here. Right. And so then I went to uh, Volkswagen Passat, which is pretty, That's pretty you know, cool. bad. I, get, I mean, it's, I it's in between. Yeah. But now I've gone full Volvo. <laughs> but like Volvo, what kind of Volvo? The XC90. So it's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. It's like an SUV. It I drive an a little RAV4. They're like sisters, oh, yeah, but yours is fancy. Sure. Yeah, yours yeah. is like the sister that like goes to all the proms, and mine's the one that everybody like takes to <laughs> football games, and it's fine. Mine's the IKEA, yeah, of of SUVs. Yeah, yeah, and mine's the the Target. That's being generous. Mine's yeah. the Walmart. Well, well, it's not quite Walmart. Right. It's not quite. I love my little Rav. It's so it's so me. It's like just scoots and round and fun, and love I just it. think it's cute. I like it. Love that. Okay, so are you enjoying your Volvo? I really was prepped to ask you. <laughs> That's so funny. Yes. I've only had it one day. Not even all day. I got it last night. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your, so today's the first, like, out and around town uh-huh. of the yeah. Volvo. So on the way here, uh, <laughs> I wasn't paying super close attention because I was fiddling with the seats. Sure. Right? Yes. And the car in front of me slammed on its brakes. And it stopped. <gasps> My car stopped. By itself. By itself. It freaked me out. I was yeah. like, I'm it so broke. safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, I've, I mean, I've seen commercials That's, that yeah. that happens, but I didn't know that was real. No, it was real life. It and happened. And it just stopped. It just stopped. What made you pick, uh, no, we won't put your license plate number or my license plate number, but what made you pick a white car? Was it white? Uh, it's white. Yeah. I also have a white car, and I think I might have some tiny regrets because it always looks khaki. Ooh. Oh gosh, I haven't really thought about that. I I picked the white car because it was the one available. Yeah. 
I'm just going to be real. <laughs> you, they were like, you can have that one or not one. And you yeah, were like, I okay. was like, hmm, what are my options? <laughs> well, we've got the white one. Cool. I got like it. that. Got yeah. it. Nailed it. I love that I one. I will take it. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Well, well done. It's yeah. good. I mean, here's my suggestion. Just wrap it in something constantly so it stays white. Like your grandmother's sofa. That's a great idea. I should just get a cover. Yeah. Just and get cut a, a hole cover. out. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Just get one of those um, because I think I regret. That's the, I mean, I, I again, so adore my car. Did your but. grandma really have covers on all of her furniture? One of them did. Yeah. Did yours? I had a roommate that covered <gasps> his furniture. What? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> in plastic? In plastic. <gasps> and he had had the furniture. I don't even know the whole story. I just know that when we lived together, he had a chair that was covered in plastic and he would sit in it. But it looked like a comfy chair. Yeah. But my God, covered in plastic, how would you enjoy relaxing? Yes. It would I, just, you wouldn't because no. you can't even, you can't move a muscle without everyone hearing it. Well, that and then. Like and your then you're arm, sitting on your arm sticks to it. <gasps> right, your arm yeah, sticks to it, no and where the seams are will cut you. Ew. That's kind of what I remember from childhood is it's avoiding seams. Right, and I also my grandmother who didn't cover things. I remember thinking, this is incredible. I get to sit on this couch. Oh, it's so I, soft. <laughs> And so then, then you do the thing where you pet the couch one direction and try and ride on oh, it. Oh, come yeah. on. Oh, yeah. So now Target has, how many kids do you have? Three. Uh, how old are they? Oh, my gosh. This is why I drive a Volvo. I have a 13-year-old. <laughs> you have a 13-year-old? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. A 10-year-old. Okay. will be 11 in two weeks. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Um, a 10-year-old and then a 4-year-old. Boys or girls? All girls. Oh, man. Oh, we're going to – this is going to be great. Okay. So there are these pillows at Target that yep. have sequins on them, and they do that. So you can push it one way that. and then write the other yes. way. You are a dad of three girls. A dad of three girls. And just saying out loud when uh, – because I'm remembering now our middle one when she was born – was almost born on 6606. Oh, boy. You were like, hold her in. Which would have been horrible. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for anybody whose birthday yeah. is that, but that is, it's yeah. not the dream birthday. It's not the dream birthday. No. I mean, 7707 would be a lot. Can I tell you what my birthday yeah. is? What 7 is 7. No. And then 7707 in this, and I was born in 80, so I hit the exact same number. So in no 7787, I turned seven. This year, 7717, I turned 37. I'm 37. Are high you? five. Yeah, that's awesome. We should high five close to a mic. <laughs> <laughs> that was real. <laughs> <laughs> that totally happened. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So what? So are you class of 98? I am. <gasps> oh, you and Where'd me you and John up? Mark Comer. Do you know uh -oh, John Mark Comer? No. Oh, you need to. He's an incredibly good author. He wrote Garden City, which is one of my favorite oh, yeah. books, and then has a new one out called God Has a Name. But that's really great about the idea that. God actually has a name we should be calling So him. is Garden City similar to Garden State? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly same, yeah. the same. <laughs> Just yeah. a smaller. Totally. Yeah, that's cool. Um, class of 98. I can't yeah. believe it. Where'd you grow up? Atlanta, Georgia. Where'd you grow up? I was born in Atlanta. Chris, are we twins? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What's your dad's oh my name? <laughs> what my like, grandma I covered one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, wait, where'd you you were born in Atlanta? Yeah, but I grew up here. My so my grandparents Are you like my parents, almost a local guy? Yeah, my wow. like my great grandparents lived in Portland, which is like forty minutes yep. north of Nashville. Yep. So my mom grew up here, my grandparents grew up here, and then my dad got into ministry and moved to Atlanta to be a youth pastor at a church. Do, and you, they know, had do you remember the church? First Baptist Church, Covington, Georgia. Come on, Covington. <laughs> oh, I yeah. love Covington. Okay, so our I grew up going to the FFA, FHA camp in Covington. Oh, wow. My whole life. That's Every amazing. summer from when I was in fifth grade until, I mean, I've probably been, I've probably spent a, a year, no, not quite, half a year worth of weeks there for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great place. Do you remember <laughs> that at all? Have you ever been there? Well, no. No. I mean, I probably did go and just don't remember it. Yeah, yeah. My, but Covington, that, yeah, what are the chances? Stuff. Come on. So y'all were down there for how long? Um, We lived there for like two years, and then my dad went to seminary, and then we moved back for another two years. Oh, okay. And then how long have you been here in Nashville? Well, we moved, uh, I mean, since I was 10. So we went from there to Birmingham to Huntsville to... Some other place. I mean, we moved about every year and a half. Oh, my gosh, for ministry stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I think 
that uh, youth pastors don't necessarily get along with senior pastors. Yeah, it tends to happen, then. doesn't it? And so about every year and a half, it was like, well, I guess it's time to go. <laughs> and then my dad, they got burnt out on doing church work and sure. moved home, which was Nashville. Yeah. And dad became a school teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I grew up in Georgia, and I did, as soon as I finished being a student, I was volunteering in student ministry. Yeah. And I loved it. And I still love it. I do a lot of stuff with college students here in town, but I think student pastors are incredibly fun to be around oh, if they don't make sure. me do lock-ins. Oh, not a fan of the I feel a lock-in. No? I bet your daughters Wait, are about to start locking in. They've locked in before. Oh. Yeah, I'm just, not down with that. It's just the word. Like, does anyone outside of Christendom do lock-ins? Can we talk about that? That's a good question. I don't... <laughs> what, like, uh, definitely, there's not like Boys a Boys buzz... and girls clubs doing lock-ins? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, I was going for other religions. Yeah, you yeah, we, I was can like, do, we can do other religions. Like, there's no Muslim lock-in. Is there? There might be. I don't know. I just don't need... I don't know anyone, any other subculture <laughs> that is locking <laughs> youth groups at Mountasia mini golf course for an entire night. That's a really good... <laughs> I've never really thought about it, but you're totally right. There's not like, yeah. I mean, what would they even lock in? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, they're locking in people. That's all Christians are doing. They're locking in people. Right. What is the, who invented the lock-in? Who invented the lock-in? Josh McDowell. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> That's my guess. Yep. Focus on the family. It I don't was, know. Someone, oh, gosh. Someone far back invented Billy Graham. Maybe he started the lock-in. He could have. I mean, my parents raised me on some focus on the family stuff. With Adventures James Dobson. and Odyssey. Adventures and Odyssey for sure. Yes. Uh, but they would they would get these new ideas every time a new book would come out. Uh huh. So like. At one point, I had to trade in tickets to watch TV shows. Oh, yeah, sure. But they wouldn't give me enough tickets to watch a whole show, <laughs> so I'd have to save them up. And right. James Dobson, I guess, was saying, oh, well, that'll teach him to budget. Yeah. No. no. It just made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't learn anything. Except anger. Yeah. I learned, I learned anger. Yeah. The emotion of anger. Yeah. That is so familiar. Did you read Breakaway Magazine? Uh, yeah. And what's the one... Um, what was the like Christian? I remember when Jessica Simpson yeah. was a Christian, like pop star, artist, artist. Yeah. and I, was she, about, I thought you were about to say like when she was a Christian. I was like, yeah. I don't think you get to decide that. Oh, I did. <laughs> I. <laughs> she is still a Christian, most likely. What no, you mean is I no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I should talk quicker. Do is there coffee here? I. <laughs> A Christian artist. Back yes. when she was a Christian artist. She was on the cover of a magazine. And I can't remember. If... Brio? The yeah. girl one? Yes. Come on. Yes. Do you know in 10th grade I won the messiest dream contest in Brio magazine? No way. Yes. I got a jewelry holder. Yeah. That's awesome. I feel proud. I feel more pride than I should. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, pride is a sin. Well, <laughs> That's what James Thompson would have. This he, he, that had cost me a ticket. Yeah, would, yeah go, go ahead and give me a ticket. Annie, turn over a ticket. You are not watching Real Housewives tonight. You were going to watch Real Housewives? Turn over all your tickets. Yeah, That's how exactly. it goes. I see it. Um, listen, we have other things we got to talk about besides okay, our childhood. Yeah. Though, I am, I'm all for that. You have a set of very tiny hands you carry around with you. Well, yeah, normally. And I cannot believe I didn't bring them. I can't believe you didn't bring them either. I thought they... I thought they were a constant companion. Okay, they were. Oh, this is too much information. I normally just wear one pair of pants until the knees break. Uh huh. Like every day. Sure. And those hands were in the that pair oh, of jeans. Oh, they just stayed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, <laughs> then recently the knee gave out in those jeans. You so, know, it's okay to have a ripped knee. That's like a thing. Well, yeah, but it was time. It's been okay. like a year and a okay. half. So I put on new jeans and forgot to move the hands. Forgot to move the tiny <laughs> yeah. hands. Okay, because you were on, you tour a lot. Yeah. You were on the on a tour with Lauren Daigle. Right. Correct. And you just tormented her with those tiny hands. Well, and they're plastic, right? They're just tiny plastic well, hands. They're not, they're soft. They feel, Ew. yeah, it's weird. They feel like hands? Yeah, they're not, they're not like warm, <laughs> but they are soft. De tiny dead hands? Like, yeah. <laughs> and torment was a strong word. Everybody loved them. Yeah, 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 yeah. They just showed up a lot around her. 
Well, in surprising ways, it seemed from so, the internet. Look, on the road, you've got some people that are pretty pretentious about coffee. Yeah. That travel. I'm not. I'll drink anything. Okay. I, I prefer really nice coffee. But I don't want to drive 40 minutes to get it. But sure. some people that are with us want to. So they're like, we're in Houston, and they're like, like hey. Like, you're like waking up, getting off the bus, and yeah. there's a runner ready to take y'all Yeah, and they're like, minutes. hey, let's go get coffee. It's 40 minutes away, and I'm thinking, this is a dumb idea. But I love to hang out with people. Yeah. So I just did it. Yeah. And we get there, and to my, like, utter glee and excitement, there is a toy store next door to the coffee shop. So I was like... Just get me a coffee. Yeah. I'm going to go yeah. to the toy store. And I go in and bought all these little balsa wood planes because I thought it'd be fun to have a contest of who could build the plane. It was like a three-story church. It was massive. Who could get at the top of the balcony and throw the plane the furthest? Yeah. It sounds like an awesome plan. Yeah, yeah. So I bought a bunch of those, and then at the checkout counter were these tiny little hands. And I was like, I need those in my life. <laughs> So I bought a right hand and a left hand. Oh, as my you gosh, do, yes. And uh, got back on the the van and got my coffee and then just, uh, like, put one on and pulled my sleeve down and then just gently, like, stroked the hand of somebody that had their arm on uh-huh. the, the armrest. And um, he was like, ah! And and then it just became a thing. It just snowballed. It's a thing. It, yeah, then we started making videos. Yeah. We, we were like, hey, we should think this through. And we would spend hours a day making videos. Yes. Like storyboarding videos. <laughs> Are they on YouTube? Oh, uh, no. They're all no, on they Instagram. No, they were all Instagram. Yeah. All right, okay, here's the best thing. So we have this friend, Hale, that works for us, like okay. Frozen Rain. And she listens to all the podcasts, and she pulls links for people so they can follow all the uh-huh. links. So that's all we're going to tell her, <laughs> and she has to sort out the rest. Amazing. We want, to, we want people to be able to find these videos. Hale, we like to give her one, like, challenge every show. So Ooh. this is her challenge. She has to go find the tiny hands videos for people Don't to watch. Don't be easy. Well, yeah. One time, sometimes they're easy. One time we told her she had to find a um, Airbnb in Austin, and all she knew was the girl's name who owned it. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So we'll we'll give her that. Listen, here's my follow up. What's your enneagram number? Oh, a seven. You have to be a seven. But I have a seven wing. Oh, I do yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the most seventy-seven. Do you know, Chris? This is it. We were separated at birth. I, my friend David Hodges says I'm the most seventy-seven he's ever known. Because when you say you buy planes for people to throw them off a balcony, oh, yeah. and you'll go forty minutes for coffee, not at all for the coffee, but for the people. Oh, done. Yeah. That that's, is a seven. Yeah. That is me. That's for real. All the time. I mean, I I want to think of fun things all the time. Oh, that's literally how I make decisions. Yeah. Like, will it be fun? Chris. Well, like, will this be fun? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And that's all I need is yeah. a maybe. Oh, all I need is like okay. a maybe and two people who buy in. If I've right. got a maybe and two people bought in, it's done. It's happening. Right. I uh, Someone the other most recently asked me, what do you think about when you first wake up? Like one of those like serious interview questions. And I was like, I, I literally think about what the fun thing is I'm going to do that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I think of what'll be fun. Today, I was like, oh, Chris McClarney on the podcast. That'll be so Uh-oh. fun. He has the tiny hands, and oh. he didn't bring them. But, but it still is working out great so far. But oh, I knew you were seven. You have to be when you tell a story like that. Yeah. In Houston. In Houston. Huge churches in Houston. I was. They had a bowling alley. In the church. In the church. Do they also have a gym? I love when they churches had a gym. have gyms. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Did y'all get to bowl? We bowled until we couldn't roll the balls, and then we, so like three what, hours. What do you mean they could, you, your arms were too exhausted? Yeah, <laughs> like oh for three gosh. hours you bowled. And I didn't know there was an upper limit to bowling. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, the next morning, nobody could pick up their guitars. Oh <laughs> Because you'd used all these weird arm muscles. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, they're not ones you normally use. Like, you're, I mean, who picks up things with just the middle two fingers That's and right. the thumb? That's right. No, no, never. No. But when you bowl, you do. For and three then, hours. Yeah, and then you have to use your pinky finger and your pointer for everything else. For, <laughs> for the, the whole next yeah. day. <laughs> the guitar playing wasn't great that night, but people no. love the show. It's you all tracks. tracks anyway. It's all tracks. <laughs> Oh, this is, yeah, this is everything it was supposed to be. I love being a seven. Yes. I Do you have a number that if you weren't a seven, I think I'd be a... No. Nope, we don't usually have those. Uh, well, uh, here's the thing, and I feel bad about it. I think of myself as a pretty humble guy, but I'm super proud of being a seven. I think it's the best. 
Chris. <laughs> it's a seven thing. We all think because other people are like, I'm a four, but I wish. And I'm like, I get that. I know. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, I'm a seven. I just am thrilled about it. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't imagine why you wouldn't want. Tell me about your birthday parties. When you have a birthday party, how how many people are going to come? It's, well, like when I turned 30, I think we we had a bunch of people there. I like a whole bunch, and I was still sad because I was like, I can't believe there weren't like 400 people here. Thank you. But like, it's so dumb. Why would 400 people come to a birthday party? My birthday party yes. is come one, come all. And it, we do it in public places because I don't want my friends to pay for anything. I'm like, no, 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 bring enough cupcakes for like the six of us that are riding in a car together. Yes. But that's I think that's a seven thing because here's my thing. Here's what can happen at our birthday parties is our friends become friends with our friends. Oh, yeah, which is perfect. The business, isn't yeah. it? And so I go like, if, if any people meet at my birthday party and go on a date later, I am over the moon. <laughs> yes. I am just like, this is the dream of all my dreams coming true. But even when they just become friends, I have these two Maggies, both go to your church, Church of the City. Ooh. And one of them works there and one of them goes there and they've become friends. And I'm like, oh, this is everything. I'm glad. I, I, it took me a second to realize Maggie was their, each of their names. Because yes. I was like, what is a Maggie? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like I was using a description. Yeah, so I like checked gals. out of the story. I was like, Maggie's. No, no, no. They're but, both yeah, happen to yeah, be named yeah. Maggie. I like and they've it. They've become yeah. friends. Um, but that's so like this year we're trying to decide, like, do we all go to the USA soccer game Ooh. or do we all go to the um, the full moon picking party? Or do we all last year we all went to the sounds game because I'm just like, hey, bring your family, buy your tickets in. Cut, you know exactly where we are. Come find us. And there's fireworks. And the there's fireworks game. and a game and Coke Ices and I need nothing Coke, else. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, the game. I could, Fine. Yeah, who yeah. cares? Baseball, I like, I'm a sports person, so I like baseball, but I like, love the rest of a baseball game experience. Okay, let me ask you this. When you come, like, you walk into a restaurant with a group of people and there's a table, where do you sit? Um, I'm going to, is it, what shape is the table? It's rectangle. I'm going to sit right in the middle on one of the yes, sides. Yes, on a side. Yeah. It's the best place to sit. Yes. On a corner, jokes. No. I don't want to be there. No, no. I don't want to be there because then you're talking to one or two people. Right. Yeah, no. No. I and need to be in the middle because I need to know if we're all sharing appetizers. Exactly. Right. <laughs> well, and I don't even ask. I just order appetizers and make people, like, chip in. I know. Because they're going to do it anyway. Or I'll pay for the appetizer. Yeah. Who Here's cares? What, right? That's how I live, too. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not going to let your budget make me not have fun. Right. I'll work harder. I'll oh. take another event. Yes. I'll do something to make sure that this meal is fun. Right. And I'm not going to let you... You go like, I'm just going to have a salad and a water because I'm using my Dave Ramsey envelopes. And I love Dave Ramsey and I use envelopes, yeah. but I will stuff my fun envelope. Right. Because when we're eating, we're trying all the appetizers because how could you not try? Because that's what's fun is trying it's all the, the things. Thank you. I, mean, I Look, my dream meal is to oh, go to a wait. restaurant and try everything. Everything. So on the road, every now and then I can convince everyone that it's a good idea and we'll literally just order a diff everybody orders a different thing and we like round robin plates. Oh, I've never done that, but I it's you're right. That's the dream best. to try every single thing on the menu. Every appetizer. Yes. Bring us one of everything. Yeah. That's the end of the order. Yeah. <laughs> How amazing would that be? That is so amazing. We need to here's what we need to do. We need to set some sort of um financial or uh some sort of goal for our careers. Right. That when we both hit those, we do that with our friends. Ooh, yeah. All right. So we just need to think through, like, is there, like, a when when you have another album come out or you win a certain award or... Oh, gosh. I mean, a Grammy? Have you got a Grammy yet? <laughs> That's just... No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, is that feel... Does that feel like it's going to... Did you get a Pulitzer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what if I was like mm, you did no I didn't I didn't <laughs> that'd have been awesome if I did have a Pulitzer I know I'd be like, um, right. I just feel like it's really casual in our town for people to have Grammys I, yeah I do feel like because I see you've them written too much some really big songs oh you're so sweet and so I would I, so it doesn't feel far-fetched that's why I asked because I was like well if he's already got one oh that no may not you're be so sweet I don't feel like I've written that big song. You've written I, some great stuff. Oh, you so write with nice. Jesus Culture, right? Yeah. And do you do stuff with Bethel as well? Well, they I mean they used to be one and the same. Yeah. Um and they and they're still, you know, best buddies. They just uh 
they're in different spots now. Sure, totally. Um, yeah, I'm. I I met them probably 17 years ago. I went out there. Oh my and gosh! Started hanging out, and then uh, so I kind of quit. I didn't have a desire. Well, I had a desire to do music, but I kind of laid it down to pursue helping the poor here in Nashville at a place called the Foundry, yeah. which just gave out food and clothing to poor people. And I thought I was going to be a missionary, and then to that, Nashville. Well, to Nashville, and then I was going to go to Brazil. Okay. Uh, Were you single or married at the time? Single. Okay. And then I met my wife, and uh, and we were both working down there. And um, we got married, and and we were going to take like six months to stay in Nashville, and then we were going to move down to Fort Lauderdale and then go on to Brazil. Some would call it Fort Lottie Dottie. Fort Lottie. Who calls it that? <laughs> Everyone I grew up with for some reason. That's really? like a thing we said, yeah. Fort Lottie Dottie. <laughs> Well, I'm going to call it that now. I, I actually do. really like it. I know. <laughs> um, Fort Can you Lottie put a Dottie. year around this story? Okay. 17 years ago. So are you talking like 2000? Yeah. Oh, we so had this, just finished high school. Yeah. Um, so this would have been 2002-ish. Okay. And um, so in that six months, though, I got asked by a church here in town if I could lead worship for a Sunday. And I was like, well, yeah, let me ask my wife if it's cool, which was awesome to be able to say. Let me yeah, ask totally. My wife. Um, and uh, so I did it. And they, I had just had a guitar stolen. This is becoming a longer story. I just had a guitar stolen, and they felt bad about that, so they took up an offering. Oh, wow. And they gave us, this is right after we got married, like within a month, month and a half. They gave us like $6,000. <gasps> So when they asked if I could lead worship the next week, I couldn't really say no. Yeah, yeah, serious. And 10 years later, I finally came off staff at that church. Oh, my gracious. So in the middle of that 10 years, I felt like God said, Chris, I want you to make a CD. But God sounds like me talking to myself. Yeah, right. So I was like, how do I know this is you and not me talking to myself? God. Yeah. And, uh. And I said, well, if it's you, then provide the money. And I'm not kidding. Somebody emailed me and said, God told me to give you money. What do you uh-uh. need money for? And I'm still. You're I'm, like, none of your business. Write a check. Yeah. <laughs> just do it in faith. Just be obedient. Yeah. <laughs> Try that. So I said, uh, well, I mean, we need drum heads at church and I need yeah. guitar strings. And then I wanted to be funny. I really just wanted to write something funny. So I thought I thought about writing like, or you can buy me a car to be funny at the end of the email. Like, all these, like, regular ticket items and then a big one. But then I just said, or if you give me $15,000, I'll make a record. I pulled the number out of nowhere. I don't know how much it costs to make a record. He mails a check for $15,000 with my name on it. No, real life. That is how your first album came around. So that's that's why I started writing songs. I was like, oh, gosh, well, I need to write songs for... I mean, I'd written songs, but I was like, oh... Well, I need to write songs for my church so that we can have a record. So um, I start writing songs for the church, and we're, like, at the same time, my buddies out in California, they're just my friends, Jesus Culture, are looking for songs. And my sound guy at church is putting the, like, recordings of our Sunday worship onto MySpace. That yes, shows you how long ago, it. Yeah. Uh, how long ago it was. Onto MySpace. And my buddies out in California are listening to that. And I played a couple of new songs on a Sunday. And they uh, called me up and said, hey, can we record one of these songs? And this was like the what first record they made. Your Love is Everything. Yeah. Which was such a long time ago. I need ago. you to name drop that because that song is good. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, so this was a long time ago. Uh so they recorded that, and then they wanted to record a second CD, I think. And uh, they needed a song, and so Chris called me up and said, can I record the other song from mm-hmm. MySpace? And it was a song called Your Love Never Fails. And they called the CD that, and then it went everywhere. Yep. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that this happened. All because of me talking to myself. Right. Or God talking to me. Right. Sounding like me. It was a, a crazy journey that i went on that's incredible it was really how incredible. many albums are we in now um well see i've been real slow about it so i did that and 
Um, You're the one who's deciding what's slow. We don't have no, me and none of my friends listening have a like rule of how many albums you should have out by now. So you quit right, judging well, yourself. Well, that was a long time that ago. That sounds fun. <laughs> So I made an here. independent record with a buddy of mine, Anthony Skinner, um, and he produced it and uh, helped me make it. And it was awesome. That was what I did with the money. And uh, then immediately after the Jesus Culture, Your Love Never Fails went good. All these record companies. <laughs> went good. Went good. <laughs> went great. It went good. They, All these record companies started asking me to sign deals, and I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And, um, I ended up with this company from the UK that was awesome, and they asked me to send them demos of the songs that I wrote. But look, I I didn't know that you could just record it on your iPhone, uh, which you can. Yeah, I, you I didn't just know make that a demo. Yeah. So I like begged and borrowed friends and made real demos of like five songs. Yeah. And they were like, "Hey, these are great. Can we put them out?" So I had a second CD yeah. that was an accident, but it went to like number two on iTunes, right. which I was like, mom, you got to quit buying this CD. I'll give mom, them, I'll I'll give them, them to you. To you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't get anything when you download it. Right. It's just <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then we finished. So that was like a little EP that was like, well, let's turn it into a whole CD. So we did. And then I didn't do anything for like four or five years mm -hmm. because I just hated doing studio music. Oh, okay. I didn't have fun at all because you're, I'm such a like, I just like to lead worship. I like yeah. people to be involved and I like not knowing what's going to happen and yeah. the risk and reward of everything. You know, maybe this goes bad. Maybe it goes awesome. Who knows? And so I sat on it and then we've been talking for years, Jesus Culture, about doing a record together and i guess three years ago it was like all right let's just do it yeah so we did it and that's uh everything and nothing less record which just came like a year and a half ago yeah or two years i forget first of all here's what i'll tell you something that are my listening friends know is that the only people on this podcast are friends my friends the only people i bring on are friends because i want my friends to be friends with oh. my friends and so this was me forcing you to be my friend but also the uh, the only i two accept thank you yes. sevens love sevens <laughs> um is that is that our jingle it is now yeah but it's gonna be expensive for you to use it but we can talk about it. Um, we can just write up a quick contract. Yeah, no, it'll be fine. It'll be no deal. <laughs> we'll just eat an entire menu off yeah. of it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I love this. I love that, too. Um, the other people that we have on that aren't my pre-friends are people whose work has really impacted me. And Everything and Nothing Less has been such an important record for me. Oh, wow. I mean, I just can't even... The God of Miracles, uh, it, it is... It, it'll make me cry if we stay here too long. Oh, but I mean, it's so just sweet. such a special, you have such a special way on this album. Now, this is the only album of yours I have, but it, I, so this may be you all the time, but I will tell you on everything and nothing less, this album just has this feel like you really mean it. Not like the, I'm not saying like you really mean the worship, but I mean like you really mean the words that you wrote, like yeah. um, God of miracles come, you know, we need your supernatural love. Like, I believe you. Wow. Is that, do you write? Well, normally I fake, but <laughs> I, and one of the things we talked about for that record was to be more genuine. Okay, they were like, <laughs> yeah. stop pretending. Yeah. yeah, the label said, hey, yeah, you got to quit you were pretending. Like, no, okay. I was like, oh. Right. Yeah, I think that's, that's why I was saying I hate doing studio records. I want everything to be real. I didn't do a lot of overdubs on that record. Yeah. I just... I don't know what overdubs are. You some that's more where words you, for me. That's where you go back and re-sing it so that you sound better. Ah, okay. Uh, or, you know, play guitars again so right, they can be right, perfect. Right, right, um, And we did some overdubs, extra things. Like later on when you come back and re-record your jingle so it sounds <laughs> better. <laughs> that Auto was the, my best singing voice you're ever going to get, unfortunately. <laughs> that is the best one. Um, okay, so I love Beauty for Ashes. Oh, thanks. A lot of people think I'm singing Beautiful Rashes. Rashes, beautiful. Yeah. Because Beauty for Ashes, Beauty for Ashes. Beautiful Rashes. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened to you. I know. It yeah. That's unfortunate. It's not really unfortunate. <laughs> it, it brings me so much joy that <laughs> I genuinely was worshiping, and now somebody else is laughing when yeah. they're listening to yeah. it. That's like 
friends, right. my friends becoming friends with my friends. Oh, thank that's you. That's like right? same level. That's the moment. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song on that? On that? I mean, that's like asking. Uh, that's rude because it's like asking who your favorite kid is. Do you have a favorite kid? Well, well, no, it's kind of like asking if I had a favorite kid if I didn't really like any of my kids. I don't, <laughs> I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of my own music, which is bad. That's really interesting. I, Why? I don't know. I feel. Do you I don't sing it know. too much? No, I rarely lead my own songs unless I'm on the road and kind of feel like I have to. I, Wait, we got to talk about that. You don't lead your own songs? Well, I do every now and then. I, I mean, because when some if if I'm coming to a Chris McCarney oh, I, worship night, I'm really expecting holy yeah, moments. Yeah, well, I will. Beautiful rashes. Beautiful rashes. <laughs> God of miracles. Um, everything and nothing less. Like I'm kind of gonna expect Chris well, McCarney songs. I'll do some of those. My thing is, I just lead worship. I'm a really bad artist. I'm not a four, even a little bit. Yeah, like, I oh. can't do the like. I'm not an Enneagram four either. Like, I just have to do what I do, which is I want people to sing. So I'll plan Why? to sing. Why do you want people to sing? I just want people to worship. They don't have to sing, but worship. So if I jump into a set and people aren't responding, I'll just go back to least common denominator, which is 10,000 reasons. <laughs> <laughs> How great is our God? You know, you just like. Well, how can we get back to square one? And yeah. uh, I, I think that's probably my strength is just leading worship. And that's what I feel most happy about doing. So I like to write songs so that they help say things that maybe other people aren't saying. And um, But in the same sense, at the end of the day, I just want people to connect with God Yeah. in a real way. And so one of the first things to go is the my own songs but with that there's i'll i'll give it this disclaimer i'm probably like self-conscious too about mm. my own songs so there's an unhealthy bit to that too that yeah. i can cop out and what say makes you gone. self-conscious about them like when you remember where you were when you wrote them not like where you were i was sitting at a table at frothy monkey but like you're emotional where you were when you wrote it or when you remember what what part makes you self-conscious well it, i think that they're like, so you make this song, it's such a part of you and your feelings, and then what if somebody doesn't like it? Well, that mean, it kind of means that they don't like me is where my brain goes. It doesn't. Sure. It doesn't actually mean that. That's not true. But that, I think, is what the, your counselor like, tells you. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I pay him to tell me. <laughs> that's why I've spent enough time in a counseling office to buy right. my counselor a boat. Right, it's yeah, exactly. she has to say to me. Yeah, she doesn't drive like a Volvo. Books. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, my counselors ain't driving a RAV4. No. That's for sure. She's, she's in the Range Rover. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is, so it is about, yeah, because I feel that too with my books of thinking like, if there is a bad review, that's a bad review on my life. But my books are also memoir. Your songs. They're similar. I mean, they, yeah, actually, I'd put them into that same space so they are okay this is another dumb story like one day i wanted to this was back when i was trying to write for that first record yeah and i sat down at my desk at church and i had notebooks and highlighters and different versions of the bible mm-hmm. and different guitars and uh colored sharpies because yeah right and i was ready to write yeah. i was like i'm gonna write a song <laughs> this is gonna be the best song ever and uh, and I had this grand idea that um, I would pray that the Lord would give me the songs of heaven. And here's here's what I meant by that. What if, they, I mean, the angels are always worshiping. What if we could tap into that and sing that song here? That would surely be like the next, you know, how great is our God. Right. So I pray this prayer. I'm sitting at my desk with all this writing paraphernalia surrounding me. And I just go, Lord, give me the songs of heaven. And God showed up in the most real way I've ever felt the presence of God. I I can't explain it. I was like half nervous, like yeah. like I feel the presence of God, and then half like, oh yeah, here it comes. Yeah. I'm about yeah. to get the best song ever. And the Lord spoke to me, not audibly, but whatever's right below that. Yeah. And He said, Chris, I already have the songs of heaven. What I want are the songs of Chris. And it was like a brick hit me oh in the chest. And I just wept. Because I was looking for something out here. Like, oh, if I can just find the right pieces to put together. Like, oh, surely it's something out here. Like, I need to 
you know, find the words. I need, but it was like, no, there's something in me I need to learn to let out. And I, so I, I wept. I'm not a crier. I cried. I like the sloppy cry where you can't catch your breath. Yeah. And, um, and I made a commitment to God. I would try and write the songs of Chris. I don't fully know what that means though. So I find myself like, well, I'm going to dig into the deep parts of me and just like when I write, sometimes I'll just sit behind the piano and play the same four chords and just start singing. And sometimes maybe it's just for God's iPod. Maybe no one else will ever hear it. Yeah. Sometimes. When you're doing that, are you recording it on your phone just in case? Well, sometimes. Yeah, I would. I mean, I um, would think that that would. Yeah, not all the time. Every now and then I'll just be like, all right, I'm going to write a song and yeah. push record. And, um, but, you know, you get like, I'll get into a groove and it's like, oh, that feels awesome. And then I'll push record on the phone mm. and just play it mm-hmm. so I won't forget it. But yeah, I don't know if I'm there, but that's what I'm trying to do is write the songs that feel real to me. That, um, And then also, you know, I think it's hard. Um, I'm a worship pastor at a church, so I see people that are in all stages of like yeah. pain or happiness and celebration or struggle. And it's hard. Like, how do you pick songs that kind of reach all those people? Yeah. So I found myself very conscious of that. Like, how can you, if somebody has cancer and is needs hope to make it through, or if somebody just lost someone to cancer, is there a song that works for both of them? And that's where I found myself going, is there songs that we can write that are full of hope, but don't... Um, patronize people that have real pain and loss and i so it was that's what i kind of tried to do but that feels lofty to even say i don't feel like i accomplished accomplished it but that's what i was aiming for yeah i would say that you've accomplished it but that's i'm allowed to have that opinion (laughs) you don't have to agree with me um will you tell me why about if you remember i would love to know your thinking behind the song thirsty because that's the one that like messes me up and oh, I, no I, way. I play that one a lot before I start writing oh wow yeah um so I think I should get the jingle for free okay fair <laughs> fair you're right just saying yeah your name is in the back uh maybe in the back of looking for lovely because I list all the music I listen to no writing, way but it is for sure in the new one because I keep the, I keep a running ever. tab um just because I I think my book sounds like the songs that I listen to Wow. And so I think that for people to get to listen to the same music I was listening to when I was writing makes one bigger story. And so I always tell. You, you finally bumped it. I finally bumped the you mic. You bumped it. I knew it was going to. I love I it. I know it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's jangling. Um, but so so Thirsty is one that I personally am super curious about what was happening or um, what you can share. Or you can say. No. Nope. So, yeah. No. No. Annie. No. Um, I'm going <laughs> to. I've told you everything I'm going to tell you. Lift my tiny hand and say no. (laughs) Um, No, I. uh, So Stu G is like um, a hero of mine. He's a guitar player that used to be in a band called Delirious. Oh, listen, that cutting edge album. So good. I still, all the time, still listen to it. So that to me was when it all changed. Mm. Cutting Edge came out. Someone gave me a copy, and it was like we were freshmen in college, ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, well, I say, did I say someone gave me a CD? Because it no, wasn't. No, no. It was, it a, was cassette. a tape. Yeah, it was a tape. Was a yeah, I had, my first one was a tape too. So he was a hero of mine. He moved to town, and we became friends in real life. No way. Best ever. Oh uh, yeah, for <clears> sure. Like twelve year old Chris peed himself. Oh, like, for sure. Wah! That's how Stephen Curtis Chapman was on the show a couple weeks no ago, and I had way. the same, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> how did you, to awesome. him and to me, Annie, how yeah. did you get here? How right. did you do this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, like, I like that. Um, yeah, G-G. so we became buds, and we wrote a couple of tunes together. Well, we wrote one song, um, which I can't remember if it's on that record. Yeah, it is. Uh, running after you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wrote that song together, and then um, sat down with Anthony Skinner, another friend, and Stu had just gotten back from Israel, and he went to the well where the woman at the well was. Yeah. And we get together, and we sit down, and we start talking about what we wanted to write about. And he just poured out his heart in like the most raw, like 
the Lord really spoke to him there at the well. And, and I mean, we all kind of know the story or the quick version is there's a lady at a well and the Lord shows up and says, you know, if <clears throat> I can give you, basically I can give you water and you'll never thirst again. And, um, and then goes on to tell her that, you know, her sins basically. And she's like, how did you know? And there's all this great, it's a great story. Go mm-hmm, read it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll let Hale link to it. <clears throat> yeah. I'll link to it. We just leave that stuff and she picks it up. We drop it. She picks oh, it up. Love it's it. Great. Yeah. Link to that. And there's also an Airbnb in Alaska. <laughs> the owner's name is Mike. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> she'll find one that's the creepy part that's the creepy part um so yeah we just started worshiping and and just digging into that like if you're thirsty you know the spirit and the bride say come and that was another thing that we kind of went back and forth on what is that because we've heard that verse before the spirit and bride say come mm-hmm. and i t- that's not in that scripture, right? That's no, in that's, Revelation, yeah, Re- maybe? Yeah, I think it's Revelation. But, you know, like any good preacher, we can mix whatever scriptures sure. yeah, we, we want. Yeah, we can. To like say that. what we want. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we um, we started digging into what does that mean and um, kind of decided that it was a, a, a more about um, the spirit and the bride calling the lost to at least one uh, definition of that scripture is both the bride and the spirit are calling the lost to come into the kingdom and those that are thirsty and need something. And so would the bride be, this may be a dumb question, would the bride... We're the bride of We're Christ. the bride. Yeah. So, so the spirit and us are inviting them to come. Yeah. Chris, I, in all my 36 and, thir- and 11 twelfths years on this planet, I've never one time thought that that is us We've never thought about it either. We never thought about it either. So that's kind of, in the song, it's, it, it, is very, um, it is very declarative in that I'm kind of, we're singing to each other, if you're thirsty, the spirit and bride say come, oh come. And then the bridge hits, that there's freedom and there's, uh, more than enough for everybody. And then it switches to also the other definition of that or the other meaning behind it is that the spirit and the bride are saying, come to Jesus to come back. Um, like, so then it switches to we're thirsty. You know, the spirit and bride say, come yes, and you're singing look. to the Lord. Oh, don't cry. Got me. Um, and so that's kind of where that song was. And I mean, a lot of songwriting for me is this kind of explorative thing, like yeah. just diving into scripture and talking about it and trying to write songs that help. I don't know. I and half the time I don't. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just lucky enough to stumble upon yeah. something. Yeah. Which is, I do. I feel awful when people are like, "Can you teach this class on songwriting?" <laughs> I'm like. I have no idea what I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> You're like, no, I won't. So I like, like, just talk out of my backside for 15 minutes and then Q and A time. Yeah. <laughs> like, anybody got any questions? <laughs> yeah. You're like, spirit. There's nothing that rhymes with spirit. That's yeah. how I can help you. Here's some other. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, man, that's incredible. I'm really super stuck on the spirit and bride thing. Oh wow. Why have I not realized that in all these years? I know. It's incredible. And we ne- we're inviting people. Yeah. With with the spirit, we're partnered with the spirit to invite people to come to Jesus. That yeah. it will mess you up. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that is incredible. Um Okay. Well, I just need just there one you go. second. Well done, right? I like that you're looking over at my list. Yeah, well, I was like, what's coming next? Yeah. I mean, it's just a basic list. For starters, have you always had a full-time job and done that because you're full-time at church of the city, which is a church I love here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then you also are an artist on the road. Yeah. Uh, so you have two jobs by the way. Right. And then I write songs. So right. that's a third job. Right. But yeah. Yeah. I, I've always just walked through open doors and waited for the Lord to tell me to stop. Come and, on. and every now and then, like, especially now that I have kids, I'll feel a check, like, 
oh, this is too much for the family. Yeah. And you pull back. But, you know, I I don't think we can live our lives like going, well, God, tell me what to do now. And then not moving until like, you know, the fleece gets wet or something. <laughs> you right, know, like right. that's but I think a lot of Christians kind of live their lives like, well, I'm not going to move forward until an angel speaks to me. Or, yeah, But yeah, yeah. it's like, for me, I find there's just grace for right now. Yeah. There, you know, and sometimes it runs out and you just back up. Yeah. So, yeah, I do kind of have three jobs. And a lot of days it's not super easy. Yeah. But it's always fun. That's right. That's right. It's always fun. <laughs> always it may fun. be busy, but yeah. it is always fun. That's awesome. That's great. I mean, I think a lot of times when people are trying to sort out what to do next in their lives— there are or open doors they could be walking through. Right. They well, just want, they don't want to see three open doors. They want God to tell them the right yeah, open door. But here's, so I came off church staff kind of on an adventure. This was three and a half years ago, or four years ago now. So came off church staff at that church I was at for 10 years. Yeah. And I went through this season where I was like, God, you got to tell me what to do next. You got to yeah. tell me what to do next. And, uh, and I only I've, I've told you all the stories of the times that I feel like I've heard God speak. Yeah, to me. that's great. And this is the last one because <laughs> there's only been like three times I've really felt the Lord speak. Um, and he said, he said, what do you want to do? And I was like, mm. I don't know. I've never thought about it. Yeah. Like he totally I feel like God wants he's put desires in our hearts and he wants. I think he's kind of a seven. He wants to have fun. I, he's totally a seven. God is totally a seven. I know. <laughs> I don't think Jesus was, but I think God's <laughs> totally a seven. Okay, what was Jesus? I don't know. Well, he's all of them, right, is the right answer. Is right, he yeah. has. But he, I think, I don't know, maybe an eight? He has a lot of boss in him, but he's so compassionate. I was going to say a nine a because nine. he's the prince of peace. Yeah, yeah. He's the prince of peace. He's a nine. You're yeah. right. Maybe he just wings eight because he doesn't wing one. <laughs> he doesn't need to be a perfectionist. He's perfect. Right. So well, I think even a nine, if you push them hard enough, they can go. They can go brood of vipers. On yeah, some listen, yeah. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll take a nine tour manager every day. The Ooh. men I always have crushes on are male nine tour managers. Because I'm like, you'll carry my suitcase and give me a microphone. Excellent. Yeah, I want you in yep. my life. Yes. <laughs> okay, so yes, God's kind of a seven. So He told you to do whatever you want. Yeah, what sounds said, fun? What sounds fun? And uh, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I and. I, and I've talked to I've talked to other people about this. I think my goals in life are I just want to be a good person. Yeah. I want to be a good dad, good husband, a good friend, and then because it won't matter how many CDs I've sold when I'm dead. Like it won't. But was I a good dad? Was I a good husband? Was I a good friend? Um, so those are kind of my goals. What fits into that is basically what brings me the most fun. <laughs> Yeah, so that's right. The, the choices. That's right. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So we, <laughs> I like that. When you talk about hearing God, I know you're jokingly saying you've only heard him four times in your life. I'm sure that is not true. Well, it's just in that real, because most of the time you hear God, it's not, I mean, what does that mean? Right. Well, I mean, first of all, what does that even mean? Like, well, I felt like God told me. These are the times where I can point that I felt like there was something more than just the usual, like feeling of like, oh, I think I'm supposed to do this. But it was almost like he was speaking, but not audibly. So I don't even know how you explain that or what it means or, you know, if everybody experiences stuff like that. But I think that's good because I think people need to hear that a professional Christian quote, I'm putting big, <laughs> tiny hand quotes around that, that a professional Christian can go, I don't know how to explain hearing God. I just know that God exists and he's real. And, it, and right. the Bible says, whether you turn to the right or the left, you'll hear a voice behind you. It says, this is the way I walk in it, that the sheep will know the voice right. of the shepherd. And that I know God's voice in my life Right. and have other people confirm that and yeah, trust well, that's, open yeah. and closed doors. And that you just added, I think the best caveat, which is surround yourself with people that you trust that can say, I don't think that was God. And you be willing to listen to him. And eat, maybe they're wrong, but at least be willing to listen to, to the people you surround yourself with. And um, and so that's what I do. I try and, and process with other people. Like, this is what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing right now. And uh, especially my wife, if she's like, 
no, then no. And here's the beauty of it all. I don't think you can really mess up. You can't. Like God's not going to be like, oh, no, you messed up. Right. You know, right. You went through the wrong door. I locked yeah. it behind oh, you, sucker. Oops. Totally. Not opening a window. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I think, I mean, I say that to my friends a lot. I say it to myself a lot. But like when I think about my college aged friends who, when we're talking about like, what they're doing with their lives. I go, you know you're not going to miss him, right? Right. If you're trying... Now, if you're living your life however you want to live your life, that's a whole, I, I can't help you. But if you are saying, God, I want your best for my life, right? you are not going to miss him. Right. He is not mean. No, exactly. And that He's is a, a mean seven. thing to do. He's a seven. <laughs> He's looking for you to have fun. <laughs> he just wants to have fun with you. <laughs> oh. Oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Have you... I'm sure you've read, but have you also watched The Shack? Okay, so, again, I have three daughters. Uh-huh. So I read, when it first came out, I actually met Paul Young. Yeah. Like, the huggiest guy ever. So huggy. I adore so him. Huggy. Yeah, I know. He hugs everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, and so everyone else had read The Shack, and they were like, you got to read it. So I started it, and about, I don't know, oh, right Right when the realization hit me that, like, oh, he's going to have to forgive that dude that yeah. killed his daughter. Yeah. And I was like, uh-uh. Like, I can't out. do it. I can't yeah. do it. I, my yeah. kids were little. And then now I can't watch it because my kids are still little. But, yeah. And it's like, sure. I I know it's bad. I'll probably end up watching it because I've heard a lot of people talk about it. And I know the well, story. Well, I'm not the boss of you. Do, do you? I mean, no, you can I'll always do it. stop the movie before he gets to that point. It just doesn't sound fun. No. That's the problem. I know. I know. When you were talking about inviting people into your life to tell them the truth, tell you the truth, I was like, I mean, you want to know what we don't like? That. Right. Yeah. Sevens well, do not like right. when someone tells us we're, I, I don't mind being corrected. I don't want you to tell me I've brought you pain or that, I, I mean, I, that is, right. I run from that. So I have oh. to train myself to sit in, in those conversations and to have those. Right. Which is, yes. I'm glad you said that. If that's not natural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not natural to enjoy that, I don't no. think. Except for fours. Fours are like, yes, tell me how much it hurts. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh, tell me why? how it hurts. I love this. And sevens are like, bye. There's a roller coaster in running distance. I'm oh, gonna get on it. Yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna get off till everyone who's mad at me feels better. <laughs> we went to Disneyland like two weeks ago. It was awesome. <gasps> Did you Disneyland? Y'all went out to California? Yes. Y'all are big deals. Oh no! Look, somebody. There's a church out there in Malibu. Okay. That invited me to lead worship. And I was like, well, I'm just coming off tour, so I can't do it. And they're like, well, what if we brought your family out, too? And I was like, I'm in. Yeah. So we went out and uh, went out a week early and lived on the beach for a week. And got to do Disneyland. And went to Disneyland. That's awesome. It was awesome. I wish we had a theme park here. There used to be one called... Opryland. Yeah, you grew up with Ah! it, I guess, right? Was it awesome? Yes. Was it roller coasters? Yes. Was it water park too or just No, they were water like just like at Disney or Six Flags where yeah. there's a couple of like log rides yeah. that get people wet. But um it was roller coasters. It was awesome. I had season passes. And... I would have to I would have season passes today. Oh heck. I'm seriously thinking about season passing to Nashville Shores cuz why not? It's going to be like two two times you go. We went last summer we do an event the last weekend of the summer last weekend of July called the That Sounds Fun Weekend. It's like this, but wow. a whole weekend. That sounds and, fun. Right? And like, we try, I know, we, you are not in town. We wanted you to be there. Oh. You are not in town. We're going to lock you down for 18. Don't worry. Oh, excellent. 2018. But we, the week after, I take all my interns and we went to Nashville Shores for the whole day and I did exactly what we do. I said, we've got a cabana. Eat what you want. Drink what yes. you want. You have the whole day. We're just going to play it. the whole day. And it was, I mean, my business manager called. I wonder if we share, do you have, well, we don't have to talk about that on no, air. No, no. Brian Smith. Yeah. Oh, he's the best. He keeps us all from, I mean, he keeps me from making dumb choices and calls me the next day and says, I think there's been a fraudulent activity. Excellent. (laughs) A lot of money was spent at Nashville Shores. I was like, no, I was just playing with my employees. And he was like, 
Well, that's you, Annie. Okay. I well, love that. I know. He's the best. I love everything about this story because it sounds like something I would do. Right? Just take a bunch of people somewhere and just let them spend your just money. let them spend the money. Because why not? Because they've worked yeah. all summer long. They've gone above and beyond to help to help me do this thing that I I'm not worthy it. to get to do. I'm not talented enough or Christian enough or anything to do the things I get to do. And so all these people spend their entire summer helping me meet the goals I have set and helping me achieve my dreams, the least I can do is pay for a cabana. That's awesome. That's nothing, right? That's nothing. Because they're spending their days. Anyway, listen, we have one final question we got to hit that you Ooh. may be the dream answer. We may have to re- drop the question after this episode. <laughs> okay. But the last, because I'm not normally with the seven wing seven. I'm not normally with the Woo. me. <laughs> this is the dream. Oh, do you speak soccer? Do you like soccer? Um. Yeah, like Premier League. Yes. Yeah. Who's your team? Well, this is a classic, like, seven thing. I don't want to say a team and it not be your team and then you not like Arsenal. Okay, Manchester United. Well, of course. You're like a Yankees fan. Everybody in the world likes me and you. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And Wayne Rooney's incredible. And he'll probably be in the MLS next year, so we should go travel to see him in the MLS. I know. I don't know that. He may be in China. Who knows? But... um, because I'm dying to start a soccer podcast, but I need some, I wow. need a dude with me. <laughs> I don't know that There's much no, about it. I don't either, but we can read. We can. Oh learn. yeah, there you go. We can figure it out. Um, okay, <laughs> I love so that you want to do a soccer? Oh, podcast. I'm dying to do a soccer podcast. And you go, I don't either. We can just read. <laughs> we can learn. We'll do the work that other people won't do, and then we'll talk about it. Here's the it. last question of the podcast right. that we got to know. What sounds fun to you right now? If you could do anything that sounded fun, there's no oh. there's no boundaries. What sounds fun? Oh gosh. There's so many things that I would want to do. Um You know what my like dream is vacationing with friends. I love do you? going places with friends. Okay. It makes vacation so much more fun. We've done it a couple times where we yeah. go with another couple. So that would be one, but I think uh, I read yesterday that Elon Musk wants to be able to send people into space like next year. Oh wow! Like space tourism. Yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. That sounds like space tourism to. sounds fun to you. How cool would that be to go to space? Yeah, Sue, so I agree. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I have a lot of goals left on Earth. That, like, I don't want to die. I don't want to be an early adopter of that. I'll early adopt an iPhone all day long. Oh, I don't want to yeah. be an early adopter of space travel. I feel so like you're it. not a risk taker? I'm I'm lower on the risk taking for a seven. Um, but I think that's also, that may be female versus male. Um, yeah. And the, and the, yeah, that may be female versus male. A little bit to some degree. Huh. But, I yeah, I mean, I, I would maybe do it, but I... I'm not married yet. I don't have kids yet. There's like some real goals I got to hit. Right. Before I go, done it, let's go to space. So. Yeah. The other thing I've thought about is doing like like a tour where it's just Walmart parking lots and and only friends. So like, just Chris, like me and Lauren Every Dagle. listener out here is like, this dude is Annie. <laughs> so like me and Lauren Daigle talked about doing... Uh, Parking lot tours, what uh-huh. we call it. Uh-huh. And literally, we just get all of our friends to come on tour yeah. with us and do stuff. And then we just go and play Walmart parking lots. And anybody can come. Yeah, it's free. Because why not? It's so fun. And people don't know about it until the day of. I so think no one so knows fun. where you are. So so all they can tell on Twitter is yesterday you were in Oklahoma City. Right. So and they maybe, know you've only got How fun would that this be? window. Oh my gosh, we should do it. Wait, I just invited myself. Don't yeah, be surprised. No, come on, do it. I need to do it. I need to, because we could do live podcasting while we're out there. Yes. And we could, I could be part of helping you hint to people where they, where we are. Oh my gosh. We should do this. Parking just lot tour. Parking lot tour. Okay, let's call, let's call Compassion International. Somebody will help yes. us get out there. And it's just like <laughs> it's a Lee trailer that folds down. It's just a trailer that folds down. Now, you know, uh, my buddy, Steve Mokor, do you know Steve Mokor? Stephen Gracie, they did like a, he's a country artist. But, but a songwriter first and then got into country. Um, and they did like a camper tour where they kind of went That's to people's awesome. backyards and they slept in the camper. It was awesome. So I'm not a camper sleeper type Listen, guy. no. I, I got to give me a hotel. It can be a hotel. I don't need to be a nice hotel. I just need to be a hotel. It needs to have Wi-Fi. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. I need that, to have air conditioning. I need oh, to have a toilet. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Just yeah, those yeah. things. Chris, thank you for being on the podcast. Oh, this was super fun. It was super fun. I loved it. Thanks for having me.
I mean, friend, did I tell you or did I tell you? I know, I know, I know. We are like kind of the same person. I'm so entertained by him, and I so look forward to the day when he wins a Grammy and we go to a restaurant with friends and we all purchase everything, one of everything, one of everything going down the menu. Again, if you're looking for a new album to listen to while you are getting ready in the morning while you're working on something or a good worship album to have playing in your life his album everything and nothing less i would really really suggest i want to remind you of a couple of things that have happened on past episodes that are still true today lisa harper last week remember that for the first month of her book being purchased the proceeds go to the happy grove a brand new five acre garden in nepali haiti so you can get her book anywhere it's called the sacredness of happy So make sure you grab her book. And then also the She Reach Truth plan has just started this week with Roman. So you are not too far behind. You aren't even behind. Just go ahead and jump in with us if you want the book, if you want any other products. Remember, you can use the code Annie10. That's my name, A-N-N-I-E, one zero, at shopshereachtruth.com and get 10% off what you order. So they said they've had a lot of y'all using that, which I think is so fun. It makes me want to like tell everyone that we have on the show, like, give me a coupon code. So maybe we'll have more of those in the future. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Chris McCarney. I mean, what a funny guy. I'm so entertained. And I loved his answer about wanting to go to space. (laughs) All right. The funny thing about asking him what sounds fun is I literally feel like we had spent... 50 minutes talking about what was fun to both of us. So when we got to the question, it was like, well, everything, everything we've already talked about. So, hey, if you need to find me, um, I am embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs, F as in fancy, or Atlanta Falcons, or fun. Why have I never said that? F as in fun. Oh, my gosh. Annie F. Downs, F as in fun. I'm changing it, though I'm still clearly very fancy. So Annie F. Downs, that's my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the things, everywhere you'd want to find me, website, AnnieFDowns.com. And again, if you want to know more about the That Sounds Fun weekend coming up July 28th, 29th, and 30th with Dave Barnes, Eddie Koffoltz, Kelly Bannon, and Christy Knuckles and myself and some other surprise guests in a great swag bag, tons of fun things, and a ticket to the Grand Ole Opry, check it out on my website. Hey, and if you have a friend who is wants to be a worship leader or is thinking about being a worship leader or just needs a laugh, send them this episode. This one feels like one of those that like everybody will just smile the whole way through. And sometimes we need to remind our friends to have a day like that. So send it to someone that would enjoy it. I hope you have a great day wherever you are, wherever you're listening, wherever we are getting to be friends. I'm really, really thankful. Have a wonderful day and make sure you do something that sounds fun to you today as well. Have a great one, and we will see you next week.